0: Sitting, can we flip out our digital Bibles, or if you have a physical Bible, that is good as well. To Psalms, Uh, we are looking for Psalm 96. ready. I'm going to be reading the whole thing, don't worry we won't be going, going through it, piece by piece, but we're just going to read the whole chunk this morning and then I just want to I'll just go over the first few, yeah. Psalm 96, oh yeah. sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day declares glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord has made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord a families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then... Shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy, for the Lord He comes, for He comes to judge the earth, and He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in His faithfulness. So, yeah, you know, earlier I asked yeah, you know, asked everyone to share what they've learned or what they've experienced God or how they've experienced God this year. And it was. It wasn't just a icebreaker of sorts. It was just. A, it's a way to you know, just sort of reframe our minds a bit, or just about what what has happened this year, what have we done, how have we seen God, how you know, how have things played out, how how did we think things would happen, how how did they actually happen, and I really want to you know, just sort of dig into this piece of scripture. Um, and just reflect a bit on that, on this year and going forward and how, how can we apply that? You know, um, how many of us are actually gonna be around here for December or, or how many of us are going away, okay? With a show of hands, who's, who's staying here? Hey, awesome. This is an awesome holiday destination. And who's going away? Yeah. It's an awesome time of just rest and uh, just an, uh, an overall joy you know, the city is full of, of um, tourists and traffic gets worse, and we're just filled with, filled with happiness. Um, it's this time of year, it's, just, it's very definitely different from the rest. It's, it's, it's like a closing of one season and going to another. It's a time for rest, it's a time for, yeah, like I mentioned, closing and a newness coming up ahead. And we have a tendency to sort of slot in our, our quiet times, our, our church life, into a routine that eventually gets closed and has a little response that says, I'm out of office, be back 4th of, of Jan. Um, and we tend to slot in our guard with our God with that a bit. Or we, we eventually go on holiday and we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to have the most amazing quiet time on the beach. It's going to be awesome and then day one gets there and you sleep and you're like ah we plan planned to get coffee at this time and then you just like you, you it sort of slips through the stream like the you now slips through the schedule and uh, has a tendency to uh, instead of it just think uh, instead of us just thinking about how amazing a holiday with god would be we just eventually go on our own path after a while and yeah, and it's just, it feels like such a shame because he really is our everything. He's our substance. He's our, he breathes life into every one of us. And it's a shame to sort of, you know, push that aside in our holidays. So yeah, just in this scripture, in a piece of scripture, it's just to give a bit of context, this Psalm 96, number one, it flows in from Psalm 95. Psalm 95 is a like a call to you know, uh it's actually it's a warning against stubbornness and Israel's hard-headedness and this one is saying like okay go go back to God uh, this is because like you know praise his name and declare of his goodness um you know it's, it's using the if you read if you have it in front of you it's just it's it mentions the time in the deserts it um um and it, it uses a, a warning against them like just to say like You see what stubbornness did you kind of walked in circles for 40 years in the desert and what's interesting is this same stubbornness actually came up when jesus was on earth they had that same stubbornness and they were like no we are not we're not accepting the messiah and they had they lost out imagine if they were actually just obedient in the desert back then and they could have just gone straight instead of in a circle but no a whole generation had to die out in a desert before how uh, they could get over their hard-headedness and the next generation could come, and actually walk into the promised land. Um, and so, Psalm ninety-six. We're not one hundred percent sure who it's written by, but it is assumed that it. Uh, it is known that it is mostly written by David. This comes out of a snippet uh, out of Chronicles, where um, David is just anointed as king, or he's. Yeah, he's not just sorry. He was anointed earlier, but he becomes he becomes king. And they're busy ushering in the, the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. And he's just there in his undergarments. Uh, there's just a, a, a thin linen um, uh, item of clothing. And he's just dancing before the Ark. He's, he's rejoicing. You know, the presence of God is here. The presence of God is in, at home. This is, it's, it's coming home. It's, it's here. It's, he's rejoicing in front of it. Um, His wife sees him through the window and just feels a whole lot of um, hatred towards him in that moment. But we won't go into that. And but basically, he flows into this psalm here, and it's a celebration of God. It's a it's a proclaiming of what He's done. It's a proclaiming of who He is, and it's it's also a welcoming. Um, So the psalmist, whoever it is, if it was David just took what David had sung there in that moment in Jerusalem while they were ushering in the ark and he, he rephrases it into a, like a call to action. It's a, it's, a, it's a welcoming, it's a declaration and it's a welcoming. And we, uh, yeah, we, we also have that same call in us because all scriptures God breathed just because this was written a few thousand years ago doesn't mean it changes anything in the context and The the true value behind it, and yeah, that's just why I really want to kind of dig into this. And just it speaks into where I feel we might be in this December period. Um, Just a period of. I feel what's important is to just remember of what what has happened, and also to declare it. We we so afraid to often just say like. So we're going to say we might be going to family. We might be going to friends might be seeing people around and if we are here i hope we are all um, we have all given our our lives and actually declared Jesus as our lord over our lives and and that kind of comes with a bunch of bunch of amazing things and he has i believe in many different ways come through for us if not the first thing is we are saved from damnation we are not we can have we have we have faith that we're not going to be thrown in hell if anything we can just you know, thank God for that but I hey, I really believe that he has done things in our lives this year and that can really be used as a tool to actually share share with others about like what we what we've experienced how often we think gospel is a uh, gospel is like a one two three four five six seven like just a step thing and if you miss step five oh no the person's not going to get saved it's it's not just about being about getting a tick box it's about being genuine and real and oh, i just want to yeah just remind us of that because god has done things and we can declare of his goodness this holiday that be to family to friends or a barista on the beach it can be to anyone really now, just going back to the, um, the behind-the-scenes or the background of this of this text, Charles Spurgeon, in his study of this passage, said, called it a missionary anthem. It's, um, it's written in such a way that it, it talks about other nations. It talks about other peoples, even though Israel was very isolated and very, uh, not isolated, just centralized. Israel was a chosen people. It didn't make sense that Gentiles would be called to Praise the Lord, but we see that here regardless. Um, and so it's a, in our modern day, if we're reading it here now, it's a call to action. It's a call to declare who God is and his goodness. Um, yeah, so let's just kind of go through it one, one verse at a time. So in the first verse it says, Oh sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord, all the earth. So, sing to the Lord a new song. Now that's, I'm sure, Franz, you might might complain every time if we had to sing a new song at church every Sunday. I think it might be a bit, <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit tough. Um, if we use a platform called Song Select, um, it's basically a licensing platform. On that platform, there's around 300,000 songs at the moment, and that could just be... That could just be the songs they have, and those are Christian songs, and there could be thousands, thousands more after that, so it's, it's been quite a few songs that have been made over the years, and quite a few different things, so maybe they, they took this a bit literally. Um, the English language has around 10 to the power of 570 possible sentences. Uh, there should be a slide with a bunch of zeros. So that is how many possible sentences there are in the English language. So if you take the possible combinations of languages, a song normally has around 10 lines in it that's repeated over and over. So if you take 10 to the power of that, that is how many possible songs we can have in English. So maybe this, we can take this a bit literally. Maybe we can do a bunch of songs. But obviously you get words like coffee and shoes and running. Uh, it doesn't quite fit in with, with worshipping God, but I think he... Yeah, I think I'm going down a bit of a a rabbit hole there. But this new song is what they talk about here. Isn't necessarily one of new words. It is. It can take that form. It can take a form of new song. That's why we are all often drawn to. um, That's why I guess these massive. um, Yeah, just worship bands do bring out these new songs as this constant revelation, this constant newness, and this constant changes and everything but this new song that talking about here is specifically a, a new revelation a new angle it's something that brings up inside of us a new expression of god so osing oh, a new song to the lord is basically saying that look at god in a new way and that's just the start of this look at god in a new way and express that so oh sing to the lord a new song sing to the lord all the earth well that's that's kind of kind of interesting cuz a new song is yeah something that's it's a new angle of it it's we can't always necessarily if we're looking at an object at a distance unless we're moving we are always going to see the same angle unless we analyze it we're not going to see a new side of it and we're called to do that it's a it's a call to action it's a call to See a new side of God, and often we can just come into maybe inside quiet times. We can just open the book in the same way. We can write down the same thing, do the same ten points, or do the same Bible plan, and, and just like follow a structure. And we don't dig deep. We don't dig deeper into trying to find new depths and new new sides of God. And essentially, this is a oh, this holiday. It's like a call to dig deep and look for a new side of God. Just a, a new angle and from that place, uh, something bubbles up within us. Something bubbles up when we're just like, oh wow, this is, I read the scripture like 20 different times over the past few years, but this time it's just, it just, it hits different. It's it's just a bit more different and it's about contending for that, contending for that new revelation. Um, I mean like if we, if we just look at the angels, they They've been kind of stuck on the same same sentence over and over, holy, holy as the Lord God Almighty was and is to come. They've been singing that for like thousands of years. A new song doesn't necessarily have to be new words. It can be it's a new about a new revelation of God. And we can that's why we can sing the same songs over and over again and have a new connection each time. It's because we have a new revelation of God and sometimes it's a bit dry it's a bit uh, frustrating it's with sand in your shoes and you're like, ah, I just don't know why I did quiet time on the beach but it's about pressing in into God, it's about about stepping past the physical, about stepping past the, the mental and just pressing into the holy of holies which is so, well, it got ripped open when Jesus was crucified it's within us and it's the fourth, uh, I don't want to go into some weird sort of uh, physical thing, but it's, it, it's beyond us. It's beyond our physical. It's beyond our mental space. And yet it's within us, and it, it's in the same space. Let's not go into there. My brain is hurting already. But uh, it's about pressing in, pressing deeper, pressing into that well, digging deeper, digging deeper, until so you can get more and more of that, that wealth. A new revelation, a new song. The new song brings freshness and newness into old words. Yeah. So sing to the Lord all the earth. Now this is yeah, this is an invitation for everyone. This is saying everyone can come in and have a new revelation of God. This wasn't this line wasn't just for the Levites. It wasn't just for Israel. It was for everyone. It says, sing to the Lord all the earth. It doesn't say sing to the Lord, oh you Levites. Like uh, like we'll we'll outsource our worship to a clan. And no, no. It was a well. It was a welcoming in of all the earth to worship the lord now revelation talks about a time in the future where all the saints will sing a new song it says worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for god from every tribe and every language and people and nation you have made them a kingdom and priests over our god and they shall reign on the earth this was an invitation for everyone to come and worship God. This was an invitation for everyone to come, sing a new song, to get a new view, to get a, a revelation of God. It takes a revelation of God to give your life to Him. If you just hear of a, uh, a th- about a God on a piece of paper and it uh, and it doesn't strike you deeply, that is not a real. That's not not real salvation. Salvation is acknowledging God. It's God and man meeting in the middle. Oh, actually, no, it's, it's, it's not even in the middle. He's, he extends himself so much further than we could ever reach to meet us here on earth. But there's an, uh, it's a revelation of God that we, each one of us have had when we have given our lives to God. Otherwise, we wouldn't really have been convinced. To. It would have just been like, a, oh, do I get a... I don't know, retirement annuity with it or whatever. Like it's, it's, we just think about what we could gain, but all of a sudden it's, it's a revelation of the mighty that draws us to him. Yeah. And this is for everyone as well. This is for our families. This is for Cape Town. This is for, I don't know, maybe you're going to the Eastern Cape. This is, this is for everyone. This is for Cape Town, South Africa, Africa, the world, Europe. I think they need Jesus as well. And wherever we go, we are bearers of a light. We are bearers of a truth. We are bearers of revelation. We are bearers of what he has done. What he has done in our lives is a testimony that we carry with us wherever we are going. Yeah, well, that's where it goes on to tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among the peoples. So the word here, tell, is pronounced basar, which basically means to bear, to proclaim, and to carry good news. It says, tell of his salvation from day to day. It's not just like shout at people. It's like, tell, be a bearer of good news of his salvation. And the salvation here isn't necessarily one as we know it of Christ's salvation. This is the salvation that, god had done um for israel like you know bringing them out of egypt you know splitting the red sea bringing them into the promised land and for the battles he had won on their behalf it's the it's the grace that god had on israel that's the salvation as well that they're speaking of here and it's the the whole sacrificial system was actually a grace it was a grace to actually keep a constant connection with god otherwise it would have just been like a complete like excommunication and say wait until the Messiah but no there was a, a sacrificial system that kept them in, com- in connection with God even though it was only temporary and very flawed because we, we tend to sin quite a bit like imagine like going to sacrifice and then just walking out and you've already sinned by the time you get to your cart and you're like oh, shucks. I have to go buy another pigeon and then it's like we, we are so a sin is just so deep Ingrained within us because we just we wanted to be our own gods. We just missed the mark over and over. I believe this is uh, the salvation here is also, also David's hope for a more permanent salvation, the permanent salvation that Christ brought. That we can really like we can trust in and rely on because he was raised from the dead, and we can we can trust by that. Paul, in addressing the eropagus in athens Um, he says in him we live and move and have our being even more as some of your poets have said for we are indeed his offspring being god's offspring we ought not to think of divine things like gold or silver or stone an image formed by the art and imagination of man at times of ignorance god is overlooked But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man who he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by the raising of him uh, from the dead. So in God's resurrection of Christ, he has given us assurance of that day of judgment. But it's still that day of uh, as an assurance of our salvation, and he's calling everyone to repent, all the earth to repent. That sounds very harsh, like, repent. Uh, we can't really walk into our parents' house and shout that. Um, um, maybe not all of us have the, I don't know, the privilege of having saved family or the privilege of having saved friends. Um, but I believe God has put us where we are now so that we can reach those within arm's reach. Maybe we haven't seen our siblings for a while. Uh, this December holidays is a fantastic time just to reach out. And you're going to be in close proximity with them. Maybe if you're staying in Cape Town, it's such an amazing time to reach out to friends or that barista on the beach. It's, a, it's not about exclusivity. It's about everyone. It's calling all the earth. And sometimes we just need a bit of a revelation, a new perspective of God, and some new understanding of what we've been saved from before we actually feel driven to share. We all have stories, we all have revelation, we all have testimonies of what God's done this year. And it, yeah, you know, people are just. Wrapped up in idols, they're wrapped up in things are trying oh, trying to fill a void. Yeah, but the God who made the heavens is calling out to each one of us and each one on earth, all the nations. And who are we to withhold that from them? Who are we to withhold what he has done in our lives? It's like a like a good story if I don't know a friend of yours goes jumping. If he doesn't tell you about it, it's kind of, kind of unfortunate. It's just you need to be able to hear the story of the anticipation of walking up until the edge, then the, the feeling of I am going to die as they fall and plummet to the earth, and then the realization oh, I am safe when the rope catches them, and the, the pulling up and feeling amazing at the top, and getting coffee on the beach with that barista, and then it's it's, it's about. If they didn't tell you, then it's like, did you really go bungee jumping? What is the point? We experience life, and we experience God, and we kind of build to share. We're built to share in one another's experiences. And if we withhold our, our faith and withhold God's goodness, it's just such a shame. It's like, if you know the best weight loss program in the world, oh, you're not going to tell people. Like how much more amazing and fantastic is salvation, eternal salvation, eternal life. And it's just that revelation that yeah, if it if it doesn't hit us deep an understanding of what we've been saved from, we're not really gonna share. We're just going to go back into a time of ministry now, but I sort of, yeah, I sort of, yeah, a cry in my heart is, don't forget what God has done this year. God has done amazing things in each one of us, in our lives. Maybe, maybe we need to ask that he reminds us, we're human, we forget. We go to the shops, and we forget to get new, like I don't know, a new salt shaker or something. And it's just, we forget the bananas, and it's just, we we are so forgetful. And God, God has done so many things. The fact that we woke up this morning breathing, the fact that we could be here this morning, the fact that there's really good coffee, it's just, we have so much to be grateful for. God's grace is anew every morning fact that he hasn't (laughs) the fact that he hasn't just completely given up on us and said no, to hell with you you've sinned too many times, there's no more I can do for you the weight of that, the weight of that understanding that's what draws us to worship him what draws us to connect with him what draws us to have communion with the Father and what draws us to share. I'm not in a, in a, in a way that says, oh, I need to get my, my Christian points so I can go to heaven. But to share in such a way that says, oh, I have the keys to life. I've experienced life. Everyone has pain. Everyone has heartache. Everyone has things they're looking for things they're trying to fill and uh, they're just doing it with such weird stuff <laughs> uh, people do weird things man and it's, they're just looking for God yeah and we have the keys to life yeah. so in this holiday or, or time of festivities. I just really want to encourage you. Remind yourself of what God has done. Equip your conversations with that. Equip your conversations with the goodness of God. It's going to be so much more uplifting than talking about the rugby. Even though it's not the season, I understand. Uh, But there is more uplifting things we can talk about there, and there's life in our experiences with God. It's not something to be ashamed about. It's not something to hide away. not something to hope you don't offend people with, because you might. There's a reason why Christianity is so persecuted. There's a reason why it offends. It's because it pretty much calls everyone, sinners, calls everyone out for who they really are. But the, the, the message has has depth to it it says yes you are sinner yes you are a wretch regardless of that I've come I've come for you and with that I would like to hand over to France. I just yeah, you know, I want to agree with what Ben has said and just I'm going to sing a song that's also a new song um, but i just want you to just really just focus on the lyrics and, and really yeah just listen to what is being said and, and agree in your heart if, if that is what you feel to do and if you do know please sing along if you if you don't want to sing just embrace the song yeah you